That one, that's one. <laughs> Go say hey to the, there's ninth graders up there. You gotta say, hey, there's, there's ninth graders. They're up here. There's these, not, not her. Don't be confused. <laughs> Even though I'm shorter than... Ninth graders, does somebody know you now? All right, good. We all know each other. That is a good thing. So. Cool, cool. All right. So here's what we're going to do. I'm, I'm, I am immensely, immensely, yeah, I am immensely excited that you are here. Um, I've been looking forward to tonight for a long, long time for a whole variety, whole, whole host of reasons. So um, it's going to be good. Just as a reminder, just as a reminder, hey, listen to me. If, this greenhouse, we are, we are separated now. We're just in the school year, we have a junior high greenhouse and a senior high greenhouse. This greenhouse is for 9th through 12th graders. If you are not a 9th through 12th grader and you are a 7th or 8th grader, you're in the wrong spot. That's okay. Um, I just want you to go to the back. There's some adults back there standing by those tables. They're going to help you find junior high greenhouse, and it's going to be awesome. Okay? So that's what you need to know. This is 9th through 12th. If you're in college... Have a great life. You're in college. This is for, unless you're like working or something, that's okay. But it, yeah, okay, whatever. Great. So here's what the deal is. If this is your first time in Greenhouse, I just want to briefly tell you what is about to happen. And then we are going to actually do that thing. So uh, what we are here for is, shh, hippies, listen to me. Yeah, I called you hippies. It's okay. Um, what this time is for, this is a time of, of worship and time for us to, to open up and to praise the God of the universe with everything we've got. It's also a time for you to get to know each other and spend time together. You're going to do that before this starts, which is like right now. And then after this thing, man, you guys are going to spend time together in Chapel Commons over in the CMC and play basketball. We're going to play spike ball after this. If you don't know what that means, then we're going to beat you. Um, So uh, you can come try to play spike ball against us. Good luck. And um, it's going to be great. But during this time, we're in this space, in this room together. We are here to worship and praise our God, our Savior. So if that's not where you're at, man, if, if you're not a Christian in the room tonight, that's okay. I just want you to be able to have a, have a moment where you can watch those of us in the room who are believers, and you can see our heart as we're, as we're praising our God. So as best you can, try not to distract somebody. So if you're feeling super chatty, then quit. And uh, it goes, we're going to try to worship together. I'm pumped, man. I'm ready. And uh, it's going to be a good night. So I want to pray for us. And then uh, this is our, this is our new band, by the way. Yeah. So, so we have, we have four ninth graders on stage, which has never happened in the history of the earth. Um, and then we've got, uh, we got some old people helping us too. We got Taylor and Stephanie over here, um, kind of making sure that the ninth graders can, they can't drive and stuff. So I guess that's, you know, anyway, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm going to pray for you and then we're going to go. It's going to be awesome. Let's pray. Father, uh, Father, I'm, I'm ready to worship. I'm ready to, I'm, I'm ready. I'm excited. Uh, so my, my prayer, God, is just that you would show up in a powerful way tonight, that you would remind us of the significance of greenhouse, that the reason why we do this thing and that you would give us a heart for you and for our, uh, our family in this room and for our community. God, we love you so much. It's an honor to be here with you, to get to praise you, and, and, and just to be together. It's, 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 been, it's been too long. So we love you. It's in your son's name we will pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. All right, you guys grab a seat. 
Thank you all so much, man. Um, not only are they uh, primarily ninth graders, I also told them they couldn't use music stands anymore. So they're playing all that blind, which like McBride and all those people in the past, they've all had their music sitting right in front of them. So they just did that without music, which I'm impressed with. Um, so thank you all so much uh, for leading us. I, I'm, I'm not kidding. I really have been excited about this first senior high greenhouse of the semester for the entire summer. And I've been thinking about it that long um, for a variety of reasons. But the main reason is, is, is because truly and honestly, I believe in you and I believe in greenhouse. I, I know what you are capable of, and I know what Greenhouse is capable of because I've seen it. The, the cool thing about being here tonight with you is that um, uh, three years ago, those of you who are juniors, we started Junior High Greenhouse together. It was awesome. <laughs> and a few years before that, like I guess eight or nine years ago now, Greenhouse started out in the portables uh, with like, Casey, were you there? Yeah, I'm calling you out right now. Were you at the first Greenhouse? In the portables? Yeah. Very first greenhouse in the portables, like 20 people? Maybe. Yeah. 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 So she was at the very first greenhouse. Who was at the very first junior high greenhouse? <laughs> yeah. There were like 40 of us, right? And then you guys started doing something. You got a hold of this vision of, of what greenhouse could be and what God could do in and through you, and stuff started happening. And what started out with like 35 students and five or six adults in junior high greenhouse dozens of people started coming because you people invited them. And seniors, I know I'm leaving you out right now because you weren't there. So anyway. but, um, but the rest of you, you started bringing people and bringing people and then those people started bringing people and a lot of you in the room are here tonight because someone invited you at some point along that journey as dozens and dozens of people started pouring into greenhouse because you got it and you understood what the point of the tool was and, and you're like, hey, all right, here we go. And if, if, if God can show up and move and, and equip you and enable you to do something powerful, then you're in. So a lot of you are here. A lot of you are Christians because someone invited you to Greenhouse at some point. You might not have accepted Christ at, at Greenhouse. It might have been a retreat or whatever. But, but the, the first time you stepped foot on our campus was in a Greenhouse because one of your friends at school said, hey, you should come with me. We're going to play kickball in the CMC or something. And you were in for that. So you came. And you, then you showed up at this worship service. And God spoke to your heart and started tugging on you. And your eternity was changed a few months later because of your time here. I believe in Greenhouse, and I believe in you, and I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm not just saying that because I'm, I work here and I have to. I'm, I'm honestly, truthfully, legitimately excited about the opportunity that presents itself to you right now. Because the beginning of a year, uh, I, I, just, I just feel like there's potential for something incredible to happen. I don't, I, don't believe, I don't believe that God's done. There's like 140 of you in here tonight. I don't, I don't believe that God's done with 140 of you. I don't think that's as big as he gets. I'm not talking about just drawing a huge crowd for funsies. I'm, I'm talking about individual lives like yours um, being changed by the truth of the gospel week in and week out in a place called Greenhouse. I think that God isn't done. When I think about the potential impact of what greenhouse could be, I, I was, I'm reminded of Acts chapter 2. It's one of my favorite verses in all our passages in all the Bible. If you've got a Bible, go to Acts chapter 2. If you don't, there's some in the windowsills. There's Bibles in windows. There's like a few. There should have been more, but there's not. Anyway, if you have a Bible or an iPhone or whatever, Acts chapter 2, 
42 through 47. This is the passage I'm reminded of when I think about what could be possible. You about there? Acts 2, 42. This is what it says. And as I read this, I just want you to imagine it. I don't want you to like listen to the words. I want you to imagine hanging out with these people. All right? They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. This, I should tell you who they are first. This is, this is the early church. This is like Christianity just started. Pentecost just happened. Holy Spirit just came down on people, and they gathered together, and it's a church. It's the very first one. The very first church. It says they, gathered, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All of the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need, and every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes. They ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Do you want to hang out with people like that? I mean, that just sounds good, does it not? I mean, there's just something enticing or magnetic to that. Just, just imagine, imagine this thing with me, okay? So I'll, we'll, I'll, I'll flesh it out. I'll help you out a little bit. So in, in 42... It says that they're devoted to the teaching and fellowship and eating together in prayer. So they're devoted to the apostles' teaching. That's the word of God. So they're people who are gathered together and their, their hearts are, are devoted to hearing the word of God, responding to it. They're, they just want to know who God is. They, they don't want to like just show up and, and be hypocrites about something and just kind of like fake it. They, they legitimately want to know God in a deeper way. And they're gathering together day in, day out in these big worship services in each other's homes. And they, they deeply want to know who God is. Do you want to hang out with people like that? It says that they, they were also devoted uh, to, to, to fellowship and to eating together. That's basically, um, they, weren't, they weren't just people who just wanted to know God and didn't give a rip about anybody else. You know, I mean, some people, some like that sometimes, like, they just want to know all the stuff. They want to know all the right answers. But as far as really caring about people, that's not, that's not really their deal. They just want to be intellectual and smart about it. That's not these people. They deeply want to know God, but they also deeply care about one another. They passionately love each other, man. Where they're, they're hanging out. They're inviting people to their houses all the time. Not in like a cliquish kind of way, but they're, just, they're getting to know everybody. I love that. It's, they're just people who are pouring into one another and investing in each other as a family. That sounds good. I'm in on that. It goes on. It talks about how they're devoted to prayer, where they're, they're spending time as individuals and collectively. They're pouring their hearts out before God. They're, they're trying to, to grow in this relationship that they have with this God of the universe. It goes on in 43. It talks about how everyone was filled with all these many works that the apostles were doing. God shows up. And God starts moving and doing these crazy things. People are getting healed. Stuff's happening. God's actually doing something. Do you want to be a part of a thing where God is actually actively doing stuff? Where people come together and they pray and they, they pray over people and God responds and shows up? Do you want to be there? Do you want to be a part of something like that? In 40, 44 through 45, it talks about how they're, they're selling stuff and they're, they're giving away their things just so that other people's needs can be met. If your car broke down and you didn't, like, if you're 16 and you were like me and you had a piece of junk car, had an 88 Wrangler, it poured oil out the bottom like it was raining oil. I was, like, destroying the ozone layer just by myself. Forget China. I was killing it alone. So, and, I mean, if, if, I couldn't, if I couldn't take care of my stuff, I had friends that would come alongside me and help me out. But not to the point where they would start selling their stuff to help me out. What if, what if the people around, what if the people in this room cared enough about you that they would literally sell what they had to help you? Does that sound good? Not that necessarily you need that, but if you did, to know that they had your back. Yeah. 
And then in 46, it says that every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. That's, that's corporate worship. That's, that's times like this, man, where, where you've, you've been hanging out together, you've been investing in each other, and you, and you, <laughs> you've been selling stuff to like meet needs in our, your family and your community, and you're doing everything you can for other people. You're chasing after God with everything you've got. And you come back together in a place like this just to worship God with everything you've got. You've been seeing him move in these powerful ways all week long. So then you come back together and you're singing these songs and you've actually seen that stuff happen in your life and in your friend's life and your family's life that week. Would you want to be in a worship service like that? I do. It says they broke bread in each other's homes. And they ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Has anybody ever invited you over to dinner? Remember the first time, like, maybe we were in junior high or something, and you were at a friend's house, and um, especially those of you who don't come from awesome families, like, I didn't come from an awesome family. And I, I remember when these other families would say, hey, do you just want to eat dinner with us? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I, actually I do. <laughs> Thank you. Can I move in? Um, and do you remember how it felt, how good that was? What if that was just like a part of the culture that you were in, man, where, where like every night of the week you were, tr- you were dragging people over to your house and you guys are hanging out all night and like eating and having bonfires in the backyard and then the next night you're going to their house and, and not like it's just the same six people every time because that's a click, but like just, hey, I don't know you. You want to come to my house? Yes. Yes, I do. And it was just, it wasn't weird. Like, hey, I, I saw your, like, your hut burned down. You need some money? I'll, like, sell my, some, my pots or something, and I'll, yeah, I mean, that just, that just sounds good. And then, like, it, you know, somebody's sick or something, you're playing over, so people are getting healed, and God's just showing up and moving, and, and this awesome stuff's happening. And then all of a sudden, like, on the weekend, you get together, you come to worship service, and you're singing, God, you're holy, and you, you're awesome, and I, I love you, and we love you, and, and I'm, you're singing truths that you actually lived out that week. There's no faking it. There's no dryness anymore. It's just a group of people who, are, who desperately love God, who love each other, and who love the community that they're in, and they're kinetically, actively living that out. Does that sound good? Not. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. That's why I'm excited about you. That's why I'm excited about this. That's why I'm excited about our student ministry. Because I've been hanging out with you for three years, and I know you pretty well. And I see the sparks of that in you. And yeah, we're not quite there yet. But what if we got there? What if that was us? What if God was moving through you like that? What if that described your community? Like this, this family, what if that described you? Yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm excited. When I boil that passage down to its key components of what these people were doing, and I squish it all down, they're only doing three things, and it's not super complicated. It's the same stuff that we, we say time after time to you guys. They're growing in their relationship with God. They're devoted to the teaching. They're devoted to prayer. They're devoted to corporate worship. They're growing in their relationship with God consistently. They're growing in relationship with each other, right? That's all that business about breaking bread and eating people and going to people's houses and having a great time. That's that, that's that part. And they're growing in their, their relationship with the world where they're actively reaching out in their community and they're meeting needs in these crazy, powerful ways. 
Whatever need existed, they were figuring out ways to do something about it. That's the same three things, right? That, that's everything in that passage, is it not? Correct me if I'm wrong, but when I look in this, and when I, I look at what Acts 2, what they were doing, they were devoting themselves to their relationship with God, their relationship with each other, and their relationship with the community around them, and nothing else. Could it really be that simple? Could seeing a movement of God like this, like Acts chapter 2, like crazy Old Testament, like, like early church stuff, it really be that simple. To follow through in those three areas and, and, and love God with everything we've got, to love each other well, and to reach out into our community. Can it, it, can it be that simple? Because what it looks like to me is that there's, that there's these three components, and then what you, when you put those things together, you better watch out. It reminds me of those Mentos and Diet Coke thing. You ever done that? Raise your hand if you've done that. Yeah. All the rebellious kids in the room. I like it. I've done that. I got Diet Coke all over me. Never did it again. But but the, the, there's three components, right? There's Diet Coke and a bottle that you can close. There's, I'm teaching people bad things now. Anyway, do not do this. You get covered in Diet Coke and your eardrums will explode and like fungus will grow all over you. Don't do this. Anyway, um, you get an empty bottle. Like a, you get a, a two-liter bottle with a cap on it, right? And it's got Diet Coke in it. And that's your second component. And your third component is one Mentos or like the entire roll. And um, then, so what you do, you put Mentos in Diet Coke. And as fast as humanly possible, you get that lid screwed on. And then you run. You run fast. Because it's going to blow up, literally. It's going to explode. You're going to pee in your pants a little bit. It's that loud. It's going to be horrifying. That's why you shouldn't do it. It's a bad, don't do this. Don't. Promise. Anyway, you've got three components. When you put those, Diet Coke on its own, is, it's okay, whatever. It tastes like Splenda, but whatever, it's okay. People drink it, I suppose. It's an okay kind of thing, right? Mentos are weird. I don't know who buys Mentos. Does anybody like you? Good. There's three of you. Good. Mentos. I mean, is it a mint? What is it? A chewy mint. That's disgusting. <laughs> so it's not gum. And it, and it, okay. So it, it doesn't last like gum or a mint. It's worse than both. Good. Mentos. So Mentos is just okay on its own. Diet Coke tastes like Splenda and a bottle is just a bottle. When you put those three things together, something crazy happens. Right? Maybe it's the same way with this. That, man, if, if you're pouring everything you've got into your relationship with God, and you're, you're at home, and you're pouring into, your, into God's Word, and you're, you're spending time with Him, and, man, you're, you're digging in at Sunday school, and you're like the kid who reads the lesson before you even get there, uh, that's awesome. First Corinthians tells you, man, that if, that if you have all the knowledge in the world, and you don't have love for other people, then you're a resounding gong. That's basically worthless. Knowing a lot of stuff about God without loving His people, that's not the plan. The same way with loving people without knowing God. That doesn't get you anywhere. You can try to serve your community and try to meet all the needs out in the world and not know God. It's still not worth anything. But when you put those three and to get three things together, this crazy magnetism comes out of it. And I don't necessarily know how it works, but when those three things get together in the right proportions, God shows up and crazy stuff starts happening. I really believe that this passage and just life experience, man, 
shows us that the world is drawn to the people of God living out how to be the family of God. I really believe that the world is drawn to people like us, the people of God, being the family of God. Not just trying to run around like Christians as individuals, but when something about when we get together and we do this thing called faith collectively, the world sits up and pays attention. That's what I want for us. That's what I want us to be. That's what I want Greenhouse to be a part of. I want it to be a tool that you use as you're trying to grow in a relationship with God, each other, and the world. And it's a good tool. There's not 140 people in this room because, it's, because Greenhouse is kind of lame. Greenhouse is a legit tool. Right? I mean, if, if I had a worship service like this when I was in high school, man, where I could, I could completely confidently invite anybody in my school to know that when they showed up that week that it was going to be good, that would have changed things for me. Me and Jessica were talking the other day about, about being in high school and all the, all the opportunities we, we wasted to reach out to people. Where for whatever reason, we were so concerned about what other people thought about us or, or, or something that we just failed to do anything. And what we've built here together, not we on, like, what we have built together is a community of people who come together on Wednesday nights who love each other very, very well. Who love their God very, very well. Well, and it shows. And there's one more component, right? It's going out in those communities and, and doing something about it. And by community, I mean the community in which you function, if that's a school or a sports team or whatever your deal is. That it's not just about your relationship with God and the relationship with the people in this room. That's really your, it's about your relationship with them as well. There's, there's three components. It's, uh, we got to buy some sound equipment, man. It's freaking me out. Um, so Greenhouse is a tool. It's a tool designed to help you grow in your relationship with God. That's, that's why we look in God's Word each week. That's why we sing these songs together. That's what you're supposed to be doing. And I think it works. Those of you who have been with us for a little while, are you the same spiritually as you were when you first started coming here? No. No. Are you the same as you were a year ago? I'm betting not. If you've been actively engaged here with us, I don't, I don't think you can say that you're the same as you were a year ago. I think that God's been moving in you and you've been growing. And I, I, I trust that. And yeah, if you've kind of just shown up but never really done anything with it, maybe you haven't grown. But if you're engaged and you're allowing God to do what he wants to do, you're, you're changing, you're growing. But if you're not, what's... what's messing you up. If you're not growing in your relationship with God, and man, you look back three, four, five, six years ago, and you're the same person you were back then, that your relationship with God's not any, any deeper, any more profound than it was half a decade ago, why? I'm pretty sure it's not God's fault, but so I'm, I'm just asking, I mean, what's, what's stand, what, are you, what are you not doing? What are you doing? What's, what's preventing you from growing in that relationship with God? Because that's one of our components. That's, that's one of the things we're relying on. That's the primary thing we're relying on. Why, if you're not growing, why? And then, so, so then we got this relationship with each other thing, man. So um, some of you do a great, great job of, of kind of just uh, floating around. And you're always, you're like, I, I watch you, and you like skitter around the room, and you, you know all sorts of people and all sorts of grades. You do a great job of that. Others of you um, are 
afraid the walls are going to fall down or something. Uh, so you get really close to them and you're like braced up against it, you know, just in case. I know it's an old building, but it's only like 50 years old. I mean, it's not like a thousand years old. So you're, you're up against the wall and you're kind of braced against it. And you're like watching people like, hey, don't come near me. The walls, there's a danger zone. You stay over there in the middle, have your little conversations. I've got this area covered. And these are my, these are my friends. They have their ears. We got this. Dude, if that's you, get off the wall. <laughs> I can't really think of a prettier way to say that. Man, if you're not actively allowing this group of people to be a part of who you are, man, I would just encourage you to open yourself up. I know that, I know that man, I know that what you guys go through in school, I, I know that um, it can be challenging at times. I know that the idea of opening yourself up is a little bit scary. Do it anyway. That's worth it. Meet somebody new. Invest in somebody. Give it a shot. And last, we talked about that, uh, that component where we are called to be people who reach out into our community. And, and, and I, I know you guys have done this because there's, there's always more and more and more of you. There's a bunch of you here that this is your first time. We can't be people who just hole up in this little room together and we, we huddle down and we just have a great time singing our songs. We have a great time talking to our little Christian friends and we never, ever engage anybody else. That is, not, that is not why God put us here. That is not why God sent his Savior here. He didn't save you so that you can be really excited about being saved and just I'm hold it by myself. That's not, what, that's not the point. The point was so that you could be a, a, a voice to go out into the darkness. So Greenhouse is a tool. It allows you to do all three of those things. But having a tool doesn't necessarily mean that you know what to do with it, right? So um, I, was thinking about, I was thinking about that. I was, I was thinking about the idea of having an, a, an, a tool or a, a device of some kind and not knowing what to do with it. Um, I, was, I was reminded of some of your parents and their smartphones. You ever tried to show your, like, show your mom how to work an app? It makes you want to scratch your eyeballs out. You know what I'm saying? Because they have this device. I can, I can turn that sound system on in, in this room and play whatever song I want on my phone in like three taps. And my mom cannot figure out, for the love, how to Snapchat. <laughs> Apparently Snapchat is hard for adults. We were having this conversation. We were sitting around in my office the other day talking about just different, different things that people don't use to their full potential. And, uh, and Mark was in there. You know Mark, our music minister? I love Mark. Watch this. Watch this video. I secretly videoed him. This is Snapchat. One, and then maybe it'll pop back up on mine. Mm. Send me a Snapchat. Uh, oh, what? no. Don't delete me. Stop. You hit something. I tried to hit that little thing and get rid of that list. Stop. Hit cancel. How do I get rid of the, uh, that? I don't Okay, let's see. What do I want to do? Go back. No, you didn't have to close it. All you had to do was. Let me show you something. When you hit this, you can slide back and forth. You can see your friends. Then you get to the screen where you actually take oh, pictures. Oh. Yeah. Awesome. All right, so I'm going to Snapchat one to you. Snapchat Britain. All right, here you go, Britain. I'm filming him. He does not know this. Okay. 
There we go. Oh, that's good. Okay. We all we all just got Snapchatted. Well, wait, you've only got it set on three seconds. Mm -hmm. It's okay. You don't need it. It's a picture. It's a picture. It's, it's plenty. All right, where, how do I do? That, right that. Mm -hmm. All right. Whitney, just sending it to you. Mm -hmm. No, no, maybe it's not. Is that? Mm -hmm. Bam. Bam. <laughs> watch, watch, watch. Wait for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Having a tool like an iPhone or whatever, having a tool like that that can do these incredible, crazy things and not knowing how to use it is not super productive. This place is a tool. It's a tool to help you grow in your relationship with God. It's a tool to help you grow with each other. And it's a tool to allow you to go out into your communities and change things. But you've got to know how to use it. And you've got to choose to use it. So how do you do that? With, with Greenhouse, man, what, what am I looking to see you do this semester? It's just three simple things, man. When you walk in this room, I want you to openly and honestly worship. I want you to worship like those people in Acts 2 worship when they walked in the door and they'd seen God do crazy things all week because if you're watching, you're going to see him move. I want you to walk in here and openly and honestly worship. Not that sissy worship junk where you're like scared that if you bounce a little bit that your friends are going to laugh at you. Nobody cares, all right? I want you to shut your eyes and I want you to openly, honestly worship. Like whatever, whatever way you need to vocally or physically respond to the God of the universe who created you and did immeasurably more than you could ever ask or imagine, I want you to respond openly to that. So if that means that you need to go sit in the back and pray for a while during a worship set, do that. If that means you need to clap, fine. If that means you need to do gymnastics in the middle of the floor, dude, I don't care. That'd be weird, but <laughs> no judgment. I'm just saying. <laughs> openly and honestly worship. If you can do that, say okay. Great. Great. Second one. Second way you use the tool. I want you to deeply love each other. Everybody in the room, not just your friend group. I know you love them. They're, they're very sweet. I know that. They're very great. Everybody else. Like if you just learned a ninth grader's name and you've forgotten it already, you need to go apologize and say, hey, ninth grader, I've forgotten your name. I forgot the name I learned earlier. So I've got to go find some people. I, I, I met, I go, hey, I, I forgot your name. Tell me your name again. Because we can't love each other until we like, actually know who each other are. That's a good first step, right? If you don't know somebody's name in the room, you need to find out who what their name is. I don't care if you're shy. If you don't know somebody's name, you need to go learn it and you remember it and you need to use it. Then you need to ask them about their week. Then you need to ask them how you can help them. You need to get up in their business and you're going to be besties. I don't care if you're a senior and a ninth grader. I don't care. It, we've got to figure out a way to deeply love each other. I think we enjoy the presence of each other. I don't think that we do a great job of loving each other. Fair? If you're going to do a better job of deeply loving everybody in the room, say... Word. Word. Good. Last. I'm making these words up on the spot here. Um, lastly, we've, if, if we're going to use the tool to its full potential, and we're not going to be a bunch of people who just kind of hole up in the room together and just have a great little fun time. If we're going to use it to the full potential, we've got to relentlessly reach out into your communities. So if that's a sports team, great. And that's a school, great. I don't care. We've got to relentlessly be people who reach out into those communities. So that means when you go to school, if there's somebody that you don't know where they are spiritually, you probably need to be their friend to figure it out. 
If there's somebody that's kind of flies solo around your classroom, you might need to move seats and go make a buddy. Not with some, some weird ulterior motive, just because you actually want to meet needs. And there's got to be a need there somewhere, so you're trying to meet needs. And if, if an opportunity presents itself for you to bring them to Greenhouse, great. But you've got to care about them first. So you've got to be people who relentlessly reach out into our communities. If you'll do that, say banana. banana. All right, good, banana. I don't think God's done yet. I don't think God's done with you. For those of you who are in middle school greenhouse with me, I know God did some crazy stuff with you guys when you were in junior high. He's not done. He's not done. I want to see what he's capable of. But we've got to get out of the way and let him. I'm going to pray for us, and our band's going to come back up and release a couple more songs, and then I have some instructions for you after that. So, band, come on up, and uh, I'll pray. God, um, we are fully aware of the fact that you are big enough to do more than we could ever dream of. But we also recognize that we also recognize that for us to see what you're fully capable of, that we've got to get on board. Because God, you don't do stuff necessarily in spite of us, you do stuff through us. So Father, I pray that you would give us a heart for you first. Not just in this space, but man, when we're at home, when we first thing we wake up in the morning, that we would be uh, disciplined enough to spend some time with you, God, that we would chase after you from morning till night. And God, not only that, that, that we, would, we would strive to love people well in this place. And if we're supposed to be this, this family, that, that you would help us to love each other like family, that we get to know people that we're not really well acquainted with, and you'd kind of get us out of our comfort zone, get us off the walls, and help us to be bold enough to say hi. Help us to be bold enough to care. And lastly, God, I pray, I pray that you would give us opportunities to build new relationships at school or sports or whatever that ultimately will lead to eternal kingdom impact. I pray that, um, I pray that lives would be changed, that, that souls would be saved, that uh, eternity would be shaken because students in this place cared enough about their friends to bring them here. Help us to be the people of God. In your son's name. Amen. Stand with me.